Waiheke, can you dig it? Kia ora, I'm Chris and I'm a keen veggie gardener, but I'm just a novice. So I've decided to talk to locals who have greener thumbs than me to see what I can learn about composting, raising seeds, sowing and getting a bumper crop of fruit and veg. Brought to you by Waiheke Radio, your community radio station. This is Can You Dig It? Kia ora, welcome to episode 2 of Waiheke Can You Dig It? This week we'll be hearing from an amazing local gardener, Holly Brown. I highly recommend you check out her Instagram account, at Holly Amber Brown, to see her garden and the produce she's harvesting. And there's been some really great response to the launch of the podcast and the first episode, so thanks so much for the positive feedback. There are some great Waiheke gardeners lined up to share their gardening tips and reflections in coming episodes, but if you have suggestions about people I should talk to, topics you'd like covered, or feedback, please contact me at chris at waihekiradio.org.nz. It was nice to get a little bit of rain this week. That along with the heat has seen my bean plants, sunflowers, pumpkins, courgettes really take off. It's been nice to be harvesting those along with tomatoes. I've been less happy with my potatoes and corn. The first patch of potatoes I harvested were Uraniki. It was a bit of a disappointment to find a really meagre crop of very small tubers. It wasn't at all what I was hoping for. And my corn's been disappointing too. The yellow corn has only formed smallish cobs and only about half in kernels. I guess I need to put that down to poor pollination earlier in the season. I've also tried some red heritage corn this year, and while cobs have formed, the individual kernels are very small and hard, and they don't seem to be plumping up at all. But that's one of the reasons I started this podcast, uh, to learn from my mistakes and to learn from other gardeners. So let's get on with this episode's feature interview with Waiheke gardener Holly Brown. You might have seen recently in the Waiheke Weekender a feature on Waiheke gardener Holly Brown and uh, featuring her garden but also picking up some prizes at the Auckland Horticultural Show um, which is no mean feat and Holly's with me today. Hello Holly, Holly, how are you? Hi Chris, thank you for having me. So you know here, I mean my interest in gardening is, is predominantly on kind of on producing food and I know you're a, you're a fantastic um, flower gardener as mm. well but you picked up some prizes for some of your fruit and vegetables as well at that show didn't you yeah I did um, it was uh, held at the Western uh, Springs Community Centre um, just uh, probably late spring and yeah they have a range of um, categories from flowers to produce um, displays with fruit and veggies and yeah i just whipped out my spinach and my beetroots and whatever I had growing and spring onions at that time and put them on a um, basket and yeah got got some good prizes for it so yeah it was really um, you know I wasn't growing for the uh, competition it was I just saw it advertised and I thought oh hang on I've got some things I could you know submit and I did and yeah got some uh, certificates. So what what does it take to grow an award-winning beetroot? <laughs> um, I actually, probably, I can't answer that question because I just chucked them in and forgot about them. And maybe that's how you do it. You just ignore them and hope for the best. That seems to be the most um, 
when I have produce that have done really well, I've kind of neglected them and let them get on with their thing. But, I mean, you do have to have good soil, good compost, um, a bit of fertiliser um, and sun would help. But, yeah, the, the beetroots were um, just totally plucked out of the ground and off they went to the show. So who knows? <laughs> How long have you been at it, gardening? Um, I've been gardening... Uh, probably in my early 20s is when I like started gardening in my parents garden on Queen's Drive when I was at home Um, but um, I did it I got into it um, like around my first year at law school and exams at university are um, November and so September October you're starting to get ready for the end of the year and I was studying in my room and I was looking outside and my mum's veggie patch was looking pretty dismal she was really busy with work and I thought you know what I'm so bored reading all this literature I'm just going to go to placemakers and um, spend my student loan money and go buy some plants and it'll distract me you know from my studying and go and see what happens and so then and then it kind of worked out really well and I enjoyed it and I could you know pop out to the garden in between my study breaks and I thought oh this is going to suit me well you know it gives me a good break from my um, law exams and yeah so that's when it really kicked off and ever since then I've grown a garden and um, then when I moved out of mum and dad's house I always had a garden so yeah. And, you know, reading that article in the the Waiheke Weekend, I mean, one of the things that you remarked on there was that you like to do a lot of research. Um, you know, so is there a particular approach you take to growing growing your garden? Um, I do have, like, I love garden books, and I can't bear to see them dumped at the op shop and piling up. So I always go and save them because quite often they've come from you know, some Nana's garden, you know, maybe she's passed away or he's passed away and off they go to the op shop. But I always treasure those books and read them and they can be the Yates Garden um, Companion Guide or um, anything from Rose Books or, um, you know, what's the other big books that people use in the gardens? Anyway, even the um, the magazines that you end up at the op shops, they take those and I always read through them and there's always tips and tricks. But I think for a, um, my, I guess, a philosophy to gardening is I do garden by the moon. Um, I have a moon calendar and, you know, that seems to work for me really well. It gives me a bit of structure in my gardening of like when to put in seed crops, when to put in root crops, all that stuff, when to fertilise, um, and it connects with the moon. But I know, like, I can see that not working if you were a massive greenhouse grower out in West Auckland, you know, that's not going to work for you when you've got to pump out, like, 6,000 seedlings for Christmas. So, But it seems to work for me in my garden, and... It gives me a structure, but it's also quite flexible. So, yeah. And um, you know, over the over the years, I mean, what are some of the the mistakes that you've made that you've learned from? Oh well, I just made a mistake. Someone walking past my um, garden the other day said, "Oh, you've put too much. Um, what was it? I think you've made it too acidic because I had this little chili patch out the front, and my chilies weren't growing, and they were looking all shriveled and." 
tiny and I've never had a problem with chilies and they said to me oh you've got it's too acidic too acidic you need to add dolomite lime in and I was like oh wow like I had no idea so you know you're always learning with gardening and um, I did and the chilies have bounced back so thank goodness mother nature's a bit she's kind but she can also be quite savage (laughs) and I mean are there is there, are there particular kind of favourites? I mean, are you are you kind of planning your your veggie garden to provide you know you, you, your needs through the entire year, or is it about adding on those extras that perhaps you can't pick up at the supermarket? You know, what are the things that you really kind of favour having a go at? Um, well, it's all dependent on the season, right? And I don't try and grow something that won't grow in the particular season. For example, no point putting spring onions in now because it's dry and the soil is hard um so but things in summer at the moment I always I like to have a mix in my garden with flowers and produce so if you know I'm going to go pick the produce that's tomatoes there's always flowers there to tend to so it gives a nice um you're always in all parts of the garden. It's a mixture. Um, so in summer, I love like cosmos. I love my chilies, um, my tomatoes and cucumbers and sunflowers. Those are like the easy things I always plant in summer. And I enjoy. I don't. I don't um, grow. Um, I mean, I guess I do do grow for things that you can't really buy at the supermarket anymore, like unusual chilies. Um, you can't really buy interesting flowers at the supermarket like Cosmos. Um, so I do, I do grow for that um, enjoyment. Yeah. And um, you know, I was looking at your Instagram, and listeners, I'd really highly recommend that you check out um, Holly Amber Brown on Instagram to get some fantastic shots from from Holly's garden. Um, you were harvesting stuff really early i mean you've got these amazing photos of of um peppers and tomatoes and you know other greens that you were harvesting kind of way back in early december Mm. i mean what's your what's your secret to that well i think i've had particularly with the peppers um i wonder if that was from last year but anyway i've had a few like um big pepper plants that have lasted a couple of years and they seem to um, produce early compared to the ones I've chucked in now you know and I'll only get fruit in kind of autumn off them or starting to now Um, but my secret probably for keeping a garden producing is that you've got to you've got to keep feeding it and I think people think oh summer's arrived rush to placemakers chuck in some cucumbers tomato and chilies and then Christmas happens and they forget about it and they come back to their vegetable patch and it's all shriveled and and there's no nothing there producing you've got to you know keep it fed keep it watered um, mulch it and so it does take time uh, to have a pr- producing vegetable patch or flower patch so yeah yeah and uh, you know you were talking about the feeding there I mean what's what's your approach I mean you know you, you talk to gardeners and everyone's got their own kind of secret little formulation but mm. you know what are you doing to keep your garden thriving um so I always I have a front garden and a back garden and both are kind of northwest facing and I always have a little uh, well not little a big bucket of stinky seaweed um, and I 
once a month or once on the moon calendar where it says feed the garden I dilute that stinky liquid with water and feed the garden um, through that and then I always um, I I do the normal stuff like blood and bone um, sheep pellets chicken poo from mum's chickens lots of different things all the time um, if you've got chilies or fruit producing um, plants you know they need a lot of calcium and magnesium so like dolomite lime so that's probably all the standard stuff uh, horse poo <laughs> yeah. yeah and what are you what are you doing for watering uh, I mean are you a, are you a kind of you know oh jeepers I haven't done that for a a week I better go and do it or are you pretty good at at keeping on top of it I am I've had to I mean being on Waiheke you know we're tank water and um, uh, you've got to be very careful I mean we all know that with water on the island at this time of year so I do I think the key to watering in summer is to have a good mulch layer and that seems to be able to, um, so like a pea straw or something or bark on your garden, that seems to be able to extend the garden's um, ability between watering. So um, every few days, depending on if it's rained or not, um, I'll go out and water. So yeah, probably every two days, three days now maybe I'm watering. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we're recording this kind of middle of January and, you know, and you're, you're obviously you're, you're harvesting some amazing tomatoes and mm. so on. But, you know, thinking ahead, what are the things that you're that you're planting and, and doing, uh, you know, in your garden at the moment? At the moment, I'm not. I'm probably more harvesting and maintaining and looking after the garden for the summer produce coming. Um, so that's, again, the feeding, the mulching, pests. There's so many pests at the moment, you know, because it's dry, it's it's harsh conditions for the um, plants. Um, but once summer, it, it'll be interesting to see how this summer progresses, into, you know, whether it goes into autumn almost with the plants. But um, autumn can be quite dry on the island, I've felt, with my gardens previously. So often I kind of give it a little rest and then... Once we head in, heading into winter, I start putting in spinach when there's a bit more moisture in the ground and kale and those kind of crops. Um, so, yeah. And do you have ambitions? I mean, are there things that you're thinking, one day, this is, this is what I'll have? Um, I think, like, I enjoy my garden. It's a hobby for me and it's um, a way to connect with, people in the community um and i i don't think i you know have major ambitions to achieve something with the garden like i think if i decide one day i'm going to go want to be a chili grower you know it's going to take the joy out of it for me and um I love my little flowers that I produce in the garden with jam jars and, you know, send out to the community or do the odd, um, you know, table display for a bride. I I love that. Um, I think if it became a business, it would take the joy out of my garden. Like it's a home garden and it already takes a lot of effort to keep it thriving and beautiful. Um, If a business element came into it, I think... I think it would, yeah, the joy would come out 
of the garden yeah. and you know and I've mentioned your Instagram and I do recommend people go and have a look at that but if you know if you were kind of walking someone through the garden um, and how would you know and they, they couldn't see it you know how would you describe it to them what would they see going for a walk you know from your front gate through your garden mm. they would see um, lots of um, flowers like pin cushions um, they would see lots of sunflowers at the moment so I like to play with height in my garden I think it creates an interesting visual landscape um, so when I plant a patch I always have tall flowers that might shade something that needs a bit more shade. Um, so the cosmos, the pin cushions, and then I might have a row of, you know, the tomatoes at the end, which are easy to pick. Um, so they would see a lot of um, that, the interplay with the veggies and the, the flowers going on in different patches. Um, they would see lots of roses um, and uh, lots of um, support structures for the plants to grow up um, made out of flax stolen from (laughs) some (laughs) council garden somewhere Um, they're pretty good um, support structures for like the cucumbers to climb up and tomatoes so yeah yeah and what will you be harvesting tonight for dinner Oh, I think I've got a cucumber that's getting a bit out of control big, so I think we'll pluck him. Um, And lots of tomatoes, basil. Um, I'm loving tomato um, salads at the moment for dinner, Um, so that's probably what I'll pick. Yeah, I must say I'm jealous. I mean, looking at those pictures, I think you're probably about a month ahead of where I am. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm kind of currently battling the the withering of the tomato plants yeah you know turning rusty and yes. kind of curling up their, yeah. their leaves and so on so yeah yeah you got those kind of problems as well those things I, going on I do I mean I anticipate them and I think that's what people um forget about a summer garden you're you're you really have to prepare the plants for those harsh summer days that we're experiencing now. So um, you do have to leaf pluck the tomatoes weeks ago, you know, and if you have mildew, you need to deal with that straight away, you know, don't leave it for a few weeks time. Um, So I'm always doing that. And I think that's probably what um, allows me to have um, a good harvest and saying that you can do all the right things and mother nature you know says no i'm going to whip a cyclone through and all your crops go <laughs> yeah so yeah yeah and i just another thing i just wanted to ask you about you, you talked about um the wool mulch that mm. you're using so is that a commercially available product or you just happen to to be in the know you know someone who's got the connection yeah my um lovely neighbor across the fence has a few house sheep and she um uh we swapped some wool for things and i thought i know i've read somewhere about wool being um antifungal having antifungal properties and i thought you know what, I, I know it's always a good mulch, um, so I just thought, why not give it a go on the tomatoes and see how well they respond, and they did really well. The tomatoes that I'm harvesting, the good ones, come from the the wool patch. So, I mean, I don't have the science to back it, but I, from my experience, it's done really well, so we'll just go with that. Do you do you keep a journal? Do you keep a kind yeah. of a diary? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. do have a garden, um, I've got a, a 
writing journal but you know um being out in the garden it's often easy to have my phone and I just write notes and I've got like a diary on my phone in the notes compartment which I would love to be out in my garden journaling handwriting but the realities is you know it's kind of difficult yeah I I kind of tend to go on the oh yeah I'll remember yeah (laughs) no you never yeah, never I was walking someone around the other day and kind of going like, ah, oh, that chili, I think that's this one, I think that's this chili, and I mean, the reality is I have no idea, I really should have written it down. Totally, yeah, that's one thing I learnt, um, I think my, my first year of like um, growing tomatoes from seed, I, I was like, oh no, that's that one in that container, and then that's that type in this container, and then when I got to planting, I had no idea, and I was so disappointed, you know, I'd forgotten all the names, so yeah, I'm pretty meticulous with that, with the um, documenting and um, dating, like when things were um, put in or taken out, that kind of thing, so yeah. yeah. Well, the forecast is for rain, so here's Yay. hoping. Yay, yeah, I need it. Yeah, we all need it, and it'd yes. be nice to have, nice to have a break from the watering as well, eh? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yep. I will have a cup of tea and watch the rain. <laughs> yep, and just remind people of your Instagram account. Um, so it's Holly Amber Brown, and you can check out um, all my flowers and produce and things I do in the garden. Yeah, and it's really nice to see, I think, to get that visual sense of the garden, mm. um, those raised beds you're using and so on. And, mm. you know, I think having a look at that will kind of help people, you know, connecting with what, what they've heard mm. from you today. So thanks very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to Waiheke, Can You Dig It? Tips and info for the home gardener on Waiheke Island, brought to you by Waiheke Radio. Waiheke Radio.